You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting and screenwriters and anything to do with the film and TV business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and today I'm a little curious, or rather, I'm a little interested in what all the fuss is about when it comes to dinosaur-based movies, like movies that have a dinosaur-like antagonist in them. For example, in the film Godzilla, this is actually the version that has Matthew Broderick in it. This is probably the one in, I believe, in the late 90s. So basically, Godzilla in this case, is actually a T-Rex that has been hibernating for ever since the dinosaurs went extinct, apparently. And how this beast was actually terrorizing the city. Now, this was not the first time that a dinosaur was chasing after humans. Jurassic Park, if you aren't aware, is another example where a T-Rex chases down a bunch of humans and they try to survive that. Now, in the recent years... There has been Jurassic World with Chris Pratt in it. And again, we have a T-Rex as a dinosaur. Now, the first question that comes to my mind is, why on earth would you choose a T-Rex to resurrect or a T-Rex to, you know, to bring back to life or to resurrect in today's modern world. Well, what I was thinking is since T-Rex is a carnivore, its carnivorous instincts would suggest that when it's hungry, it will hunt. And when it hunts, it would want to eat meat, other creatures. And since we are, in its eyes, other creatures, prey even, that dinosaur, that beast, that has been resurrected, will use its natural instincts to hunt us down. This is a given. However, what I'm going to suggest, that is, if any filmmaker out there is considering another dinosaur-based movie where you have a dinosaur as an antagonist, I would say, don't. I would suggest 
that if you are going to pick a dinosaur, pick a herbivore, something that eats plants, something that's innocent, and something that is worth protecting, not running away from. So the antagonist could be different because this antagonist will be hunting this dinosaur. The dinosaur won't be doing the hunting. So, I think this will be an interesting proposition for a movie where a herbivore is selected as a dinosaur species to bring back to life and hunted rather than being the hunter. I mean, that's all being done. The dinosaur that hunts us has been done quite a few times, and we do not need more of that. What we do need more of is a dinosaur worth protecting. Now, I do believe there is a movie and a TV show that does this called Dinotopia. Now, the concept is humans and dinosaurs living in harmony. Now... When you say dinosaurs, when, when we say dinosaurs living in harmony with humans, we're talking about the herbivores. Now, if you haven't had the chance to watch Dinotopia, both in series form and a four-hour-long movie, I would suggest you go watch it because I'm telling you, even though the movie itself is four hours long, it's going to be worth it. I watched it a couple of times already. And trust me, even though some parts could have been cut out to shorten the movie, overall, it was an interesting thing. And there was a satisfactory ending, I should say. But in theory, or rather in Conclusion, I would recommend you use that movie, you use Dinotopia as your template to model any other movie that you are basing that has dinosaurs in it and make sure that they are protected from other forms of antagonism. So this is where you, the filmmaker, and you, the screenwriter, gets to be creative on. Because I'm telling you, given the variety of herbivores in the dinosaur kingdom, I am pretty sure there is a dinosaur that is interesting to you, that you find fascinating, and this will be the dinosaur of your choice that will start your imagination going, start your creative juices flowing to think about a story that, you know, that you think is worth saving 
from the big bad whatever. So, that's what I'm going to suggest. Leave the T-Rex alone because we know the T-Rex thing has been done before and the fact that it is a carnivore and as carnivores, other creatures are prey. Other creatures that are shorter in size are prey and the natural instincts of a carnivore will lead the carnivore to hunt the prey down. So, with that being said, we will cut to a short break and let's talk something else. Let's discuss something that is also worth it because I'm going to tell you a story which is relating to Buddha and I'm pretty sure most of us know who he is or who he was but something you may not know about him I will let you know there so and this is right off the break so stay tuned Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters. And then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the ScreenwritingU courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry. And you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at ScreenwritingU.com. That's ScreenwritingU with a capital U dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Whales Productions, where your journey begins. Welcome back. So, we were discussing movies with dinosaurs and the fact that carnivores like the T-Rex has already been done before with movies like Godzilla, Jurassic World and Jurassic Park on the other hand. Now, we move on to another subject where I'm going to tell you a story because on this show... In this episode, there will be other episodes as well, where I will tell you a story, something of significance, something that you may not know of, and something that will make you think, give you a new perspective. So that's what I'm aiming for. So to get started... You know Buddha, the guy that has enlightenment and you'd find in most Asian countries like China, Cambodia, and Japan? So, 
here's a bit of a story for you. It's a mini story, rather, and it does involve Buddha. So here it goes. So apparently, a woman approached Buddha one day while he was relaxed in relaxing in serenity, and she wanted him to miraculously resurrect her husband, her dead husband. So instead of refusing, you know what Buddha did? What he did was he told the woman to fetch him a handful of rice from a household where death has not occurred. And that is key to the story. So basically, this woman agreed and she went on knocking onto every household and asked for a handful of rice. But she also asked before accepting the handful of rice because obviously these people were willing to donate food. She asked, she asked them, was there any death in the household? Ironically enough, one said her son died, one said her mother died, and one said her mother-in-law died, and one said her cousin died, one said her brother died, and so on and so forth. So what happened there was she went back to Buddha defeated. This woman went back to Buddha defeated. So what happened next? Buddha calmly sat her down and told her this. Everything in this world needs to die someday. Everything that is born has to come to an end. It has to die someday. And that is the truth. Now, the concept of afterlife has been invented by humans, I'm sorry to say. But, also, I'm going to tell you something else here, folks. Because I'm not entirely sure what you've heard about Buddha, his story, but did you know that he is a reincarnation of Vishnu? And did you also know that before Buddha was Buddha, or he's commonly known as Gautama Buddha, he was a prince, and his parents actually protected him from any 
sadness, any harsh realities of the world, of the real world. And this is upon finding out that when their son was born, a priest told them that he will be leading a hermit life or he will be living a priestly life. His parents didn't want that, so that was the reason they shielded him. Not because they wanted to protect him or something, but anywho, his curiosity got the better of him. So what happened there was he asked his charioteer or his chariot rider to take him out secretly. And that was when he discovered that there was all this sorrow, sadness, and pain in the world that he did not know of. And that is what propelled him to go out and seek enlightenment. And that's exactly what he did. Just like the priest told his parents, he set out to lead a life of the priest or to lead the life of a hermit. Now, having said that, a lot of people say they don't want to die, whether because of a disease or whether... It's because of, you know, someone harming them. But there are also people who say they're doing this for the protection of others. There are also people who say they want to end somebody's life because... They want to protect them, which honestly doesn't make any sense. But all in all, death is inevitable, whether it's being a disease or due to natural causes. It is inevitable. No amount of science or no amount of medicine could save that person. And it's true, in the supernatural world, there is resurrection, but that comes at a cost. It comes at a cost of dark magic. So, with that being said, this is Jared Dean Winchester. Thank you for listening to this episode of Saturdays with the Story Dude. And until I see you again, or... Until I talk to you again, don't forget to turn that page.